the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy. And teeing up solutions for today's big issues. Here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott B. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Have you ever wondered... Have you ever wondered what could they be thinking? Have you ever wondered how do people justify doing the things they do? Have you ever wondered where they got the term woke from? Have you ever wondered about what happened to personal responsibility? Today on Like It Matters Radio, I want to talk about personal responsibility. It seems like nobody's at fault anymore. Everybody is is reacting to something else. Everything is justified. There is no personal responsibility. Everything we do, we can blame on somebody else, on what somebody else did. We live in a country where we uh, are riding the drama triangle. You know, I talk about the drawing, uh, the drama triangle all the time. It's uh, an inverted triangle. The point is at the bottom. A gentleman by the name of uh, Dr. Stephen Cartman, I believe his name, with a K, K-A-R-P-M-A-N. And the drama triangle is a concept that defines the three roles people typically take in a high-conflict situation. Contrary to its name, the triangle doesn't have to involve three people. It simply follows how different personalities affect each other during a conflict. There's the victim, there's the rescuer, and there's the persecutor. And what happens is all three entry points on the drama triangle are from a victim. In other words, not my fault. Somebody else did it to me. And this is what's happened in America. This is what's happened around the world. We go from one to the next, to the next. See, the victim, we all know the victim, right? We're, we're in a country of victims. When problems arise, the victim tends to look helplessly inward. They spin a small anxiety, like, say, not answering a boss's email on the weekend, into an outsized disaster. I'm definitely getting fired. Hello, drama king. Hello, drama queen. And then you got the rescuer. It sounds good, but it's really the classic enabler. We used to call it the savior complex. But the rescuer is the classic enabler who swoops in to save the day. He or she can be relied upon to always put out a fire or show up at the last minute. Well-meaning to a fault, this fixer behavior can lead to resentment, burnout, reluctant confronters by nature. Rescuers don't speak up even when wronged. And the problem, when a rescuer doesn't get what they need, they become a victim. And when the victim doesn't get what they need, they become the persecutor. 
which brings us to the third position, the persecutor. We all know the persecutor. The go-to strategies are often controlling, blaming, criticizing, attacking. In arguments, he or she will put you down and try to shame you into forgiveness. The persecutor's reframe, it's all your fault. And see, we have these three roles on the drama triangle that they go in and out and in and out. And where is the personal responsibility? You know, we've become a zombie nation. I have this article right here. I actually have just the top part of it. It says, Marijuana, Adderall, and the Destruction of America. It was written uh, August 22nd, 2023, the Washington Times by Cheryl K. Chumley. Let's just read the top part. More than 48 million Americans used marijuana in the United States in 2019. So that was four years ago. That was before all these states made it legal. I guarantee you it's probably over 60 million, over 20% of the country, without a doubt making it the most commonly used federally illegal drug in the nation, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention reported. And its use is rising, particularly among those aged 65 and older. Add to that the growing youth-dominated abuse of Adderall and other ADHD-inspired drugs, and it's clear America is becoming a nation of druggies. And then you add the border crisis in that, right, with fentanyl and with crack, and with all that other stuff, do you see what's happening? How about this? Let me give you another thing. Here's an article. Florida mother charged with confining two-year-old son in booster seat for 15 hours watching him perish. Authorities say the Florida mother allegedly strapped her son to a booster seat and watched him die without helping him. A young Florida mother confined her two-year-old son to his booster seat for approximately 15 hours as punishment for acting out now faces murder charges for felony neglect and abuse. The victim was unlawfully caged, restrained in a table booster seat for approximately 15 hours before the defendant released him. The criminal report says the defendant failed to supervise and provide the medical services needed to properly render aid to the victim. That rips my heart out. It makes me want to cry. It rips my soul out. This is what we're doing. Cleveland woman left 16-month-old daughter to die alone in order to go on vacation, prosecutors say. A woman is accused of abandoning her 16-month-old child to die alone so that she could go on vacation for 10 days. This baby's 16 months old in a diaper, crawling, can't move, can't feed itself. 31-year-old Crystal Candelario allegedly left her daughter inside their Cleveland home on June 6th and did not return until June 16th at 8 a.m. Wow. O'Malley said Candelaria went to Detroit, Michigan, and Puerto Rico. She left the country on her vacation. When she returned to her home, she called police report that her daughter was unresponsive. The child was pronounced dead at the scene. She was later identified. She was found extremely dehydrated state, according to affidavit, and her plan was soiled with feces and urine. Neighbors said that it wasn't the first time the woman left her daughter alone. You know, it just rips my heart out. Millennials Mental Mess. Caroline Lee wrote a great book, uh, Cleaning Up My Mental Mess. And she really focused on millennials. These are young people who are being programmed by the Biden administration. These are young people who are being told that their lives can get better if Donald Trump goes to jail. These are young people that believe the most important right of anybody is the right to have sex without consequences, right? Abortion on demand, sex without consequences, right? You just show those two little babies 
that were basically killed by their mothers. You realize how rare that was 30 years ago, that a mother would kill her children, and now it's daily. Personal responsibility. Caroline Leaf was talking about her work she did with millennials. And she said of all the stuff, she noticed a lot of negatives with everybody. But she noticed an alarmingly noticeable increase in mental distress among millennials, especially as they enter the workforce and, and work to make their way in life. In the clinical trial, we observed that millennials in the study appeared uh, to fare worse when it came to dealing with stress compared to other generations. Our analysis of the data showed that this age group is particularly susceptible to the effects of unmanaged chronic toxic stress and acute stress. Wow. That's incredible. There appears to be a correlation between the negative effects of toxic stress and the potential lack of mind management within all demographics. But millennials were especially suffering. Why? Uncontrolled toxic thinking has the potential to create a state of low-grade inflammation across the body and brain, affecting cortisol levels, hormones, brain functionality, and even telomeres on the chromosomes, as we discussed earlier. This creates a toxic feedback loop between the mind and the brain and the body activating the hamster wheel of toxic thinking, feeling, and choosing. This is true across the board, but why are millennials having such bad luck? Many of them are facing physical and mental burnout at a young age and at alarming weight rates. Why? Because I'm telling you right now, it is this lack of personal responsibility. What is responsibility? the state or fact of having a duty to deal with something or of having control over someone. A true leader takes responsibility for the team and helps them achieve goals. Today on Like It Matters Radio, we're going to talk about the issue of personal responsibility. And what's going on in America is there's no longer personal responsibility for a large swath of society. If you can claim victim status... By being LGBTQ, homosexual, black, a woman, handicapped, whatever things are, you no longer have personal responsibility. So after the break, we're going to talk about how do you create this personal responsibility, what is the benefit, and why does it matter? I'm Black. We'll be right back. It's not a one-time event that you get something out of and then you go home. This is an application that I've been using and I will use for the rest of my life. Hey, this is Brett from Sacramento. I'm a recent graduate of Leadership Awakening. I've taken leadership courses from the military and work, and I've been on self-help journeys my whole life, but Scott Black's Leadership Awakening course is so different than anything I've ever taken or seen, and we all have the same kind of needs. I learned how to prioritize what was important in my life through leadership. Scott chops everything into bite-sized pieces so it's easily digestible. The gift that I got out of that course was something that will be with me for the rest of my life. Everybody needs this. It is life-changing. To learn when you can attend the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis, go to likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. Turning on your favorite ministry or catching your favorite talk show. These are just a couple of reasons more than 80 million Americans depend on AM radio monthly. Visit dependonam.com to help keep AM radio in vehicles for the next generation. TV news. It's a love-hate relationship. Well, let's be honest. More hate. We agree. That's why we're different. 
Salem News Channel has assembled the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. Home to Charlie Kirk, Hugh Hewitt, Eric Metaxas, and more. There's finally a place on TV for lovers of freedom like you. Watch anytime, on any screen, free, 24-7. Find what you're looking for at snc.tv. That's snc.tv. More than 80 million Americans depend on AM radio monthly for connection. If you value this station, help ensure it stays in vehicles for the next generation by visiting dependonam.com. Hi, I'm Ronnie Deutsch, and if you or your business owe money to the IRS, I've got great news for you. Tax laws have changed. Billions of dollars are earmarked for IRS Fresh Start programs. And if you qualify, you can literally save tens of thousands of dollars. Listen, I know what you're going through. Call me if you want to speak with a tax attorney or tax professional for free. 800-246-1687. 800-246-1687. If I was your mother and you had a drug problem, I'd grab you by the ear and make you call and get help. You can be in treatment tomorrow and start to get clean in seven days. Follow mom's advice and call the Detox and Treatment Helpline now. Write this number down. 800 210 7907. This is why I do this radio show, because people are confused. People are bitter. Uh, There's no personal responsibility. Everybody's keeping a pound of flesh, a record wrong. Things are ready to blow up. If you know eschatology, this is the time that God wrote about thousands of years ago. The day of the Lord is coming soon. And it takes personal responsibility. For if you confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and believe in your heart, that he has risen, you will be saved. See, the Bible itself, grace alone, by faith alone, in Christ alone, to the glory of God alone, in the Bible alone, grace itself is a gift of God. And yet at some point, there's a personal responsibility that we must respond to God, that God does not force himself upon us. At some point, we must take personal responsibility and do two things, repent and confess. And those are big words. A lot of people are afraid of words, but repent means turn. That's all it means, turn, change your mind. Do something different, think differently. That's what the word means. That's what God just says, turn, change your path. And then the other word is confess. And the Catholics turned in this thing where you had to set some old pervert sit behind a blocked wall and you got to tell them all your dirty deeds. Uh, and then they get turned on and do weird stuff. That's not what the word means. When we go to the Masoretic text, the word confess means to agree with God. In other words, God's right, I'm wrong. God's God, I'm not. That's all it takes. Confess, agree with God. What you did was wrong and he's right. Repent, do something different, change your mind, do better. And God says, I've forgiven as far as the east is from the west. But notice, their personal responsibility involved with all that. And you have a personal responsibility to control your thinking. You have a personal responsibility to get yourself in the proper state of mind at the proper time. You have a personal responsibility. Why? 
because it is appointed for man to die one time and then comes the judgment. This is why we're called to live and examine life now. And examine life in itself has built into it personal responsibility. But we live in a world today that unless you're a white male, you have no personal responsibility. You are the victim of everything that's ever happened wrong in this world. You have an excuse. You have a get-out-of-jail-free uh, get ticket. You have a no personal responsibility, and it's not doing well. It's not serving us well. That's why I love this one saying, what am I? I am seldom considered, though I do more to influence everything about you than virtually any one thing in your life. I often control the time you get up in the morning, the time you go to sleep, what you eat and drink, and the very thought that runs through your head. I can make you either happy or sad, loving or hateful, cheerful or remorseful, congenial or spiteful, and in doing so, control the very capacity that you have for success. No, you don't often think of me. Instead, you blame the problem I create on the shortcoming of others or the state of the economy, or your family, or a million other reasons. Often, at times, unable to find anyone else to blame. You look for shortcomings within yourself on which to lay the blame. When my impact on your life fully is considered in your every thought and action, when you are mindful of my awesome power, when you nurture and groom me for positive use in your life, I can become more contagious than the most prolific disease ever witnessed by man. My influence will spread to every person you come in contact with. Groomed and nurtured in a positive manner, there will be no person or obstacle that can stand in the way of my success or fail to be impacted for the better. Who am I? What am I? Why? I am your attitude. Remember yesterday, we talked about Dr. Viktor Frankl, his time that he spent in Auschwitz, when the Nazis ran it. And in Auschwitz, in a terrible situation, he came with the concept of logotherapy. It's really about our meaning of lives. We are little meaning makers. And logotherapy is the pursuit of meaning in one's life. And Dr. Frankel understood this, learned this, mastered this in a terrible, terrible environment that most people couldn't live through. And he used it to get better. Life has meaning under all circumstances, even the most miserable ones. Our main motivation for living is our will to find meaning in life. And remember, we have freedom. See, that's personal responsibility. We have freedom to find meaning in what we do and what we experience, or at least in the stand we take when faced with a situation of unchangeable suffering. And Dr. Frankel would say when the book Man's Search for Meaning said when the gates of Auschwitz would open up, he said, I could tell who was going to make it. And by make it, he did not mean live because that was out of the realm of their control. He put it this way. He said the Nazis could take our food. They could take our clothing. They could take our family. They could take our life. But they could not take our will. That had to be freely given. And this is where Frankel came up with this great quote. He said, we can discover this meaning in life in three different ways, by creating a work or doing a deed, by experiencing something or encountering someone, 
and by the attitude we take toward unavoidable suffering. Do you hear this? By the attitude we take toward unavoidable suffering. And here's the quote. Everything can be taken from a man but one thing, the last of the human freedoms, to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances. See, that's why we talk about transactional analysis. We talk about the stimulus and response. We talk about the mind being six times faster than we can talk. And see, what happens is when someone says or does something, we don't respond immediately because our mind is six times faster than we talk. We go to what we know. We go to whatever we stored up. If we got a record wrong, if we got a pound of flesh, if we've kept track of everything that has ever been done to us, and we stew and brew and agitate and regurgitate and tight clenched fists and clenched jaws and heart beating through the chest and everybody attacking, life's not fair, and we're ready to snap. Push, 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 snap. Push, 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 snap. Stuff, 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 snap. Stuff, 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 snap. See, we're like a sponge. When life squeezes us, the only thing that can come out of us is what's in us. Think about when the Messiah himself, when Jesus in flesh, God himself, Yahweh incarnate, came down. And we were ripping the flesh off. We were nailing him with railroad spikes to four by fours to hang him on a cross. And as we're ripping the flesh off and we're bleeding him out, what did he say? Forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. See, here's where personal responsibility comes in. There's a stimulus and there's a response. But the stimulus does not cause the response. What happens is, just like the Bible says, a dog returns his vomit and a sow after cleaning herself returns the mire, we go to what we know. It's a proverb. In time of despair, you can tell a man's religion. You can tell a man's religion in time of despair because when someone gets pushed their back against the wall, you get what you get. You get the base reaction. And so what happens is when we say something or do something to someone else, what they do is they go to what they know. And so the personal responsibility, if they're holding a pound of flesh, a record wrong, if they've been told white people hate them, if they've been told life ain't no fair, if they've been told cops are out to kill you, if they, this not only increases the anxiety, the stress hormones, but also gets someone on edge and ready to block and attack. That's what's going on. And read about the lack of personal responsibility. Here's an article I got from two months ago. I completely regret everything I have done. Girl detransitions after starring in MTV's transgender document. She said, I was rushed into treatment. My legal name is Milo. My legal sex is male. I had that change when I was 15 or 16 years old. Legally, it changed. I even had my birth certificate amended, Social Security, everything. Everything's changed to Milo and male, she explained. Milo was featured in MTV's documentary that thoroughly explained transgender children in regard to their pronouns. In the production, Milo's mother referred to her as a boy and her son and said that she never had a daughter. The biological female says she could not even bear to watch the documentary and say that her appearance on the video was that she looked like before testosterone. I felt like I've kind of suppressed a lot of trauma from when I was a teenager going through puberty and I was bullied at school by other girls for being kind of weird and stuff. 
Also, just feeling like I was going to be an object for men if I kept my body the way it was, which I now know isn't true. I think I was misguided. I think I was rushed into treatment before I explored all the possible avenues of my feelings. I was afraid to admit that I was uncomfortable with sexuality. Talk about personal responsibility. Where was her parents? Historic trans study leaves Americans speechless. These numbers just shocked the medical world. And what is the study? That a new Danish landmark study said the suicide death rate is three-point times higher for transgender. And there it's open. There they encourage it. What's going on here is we're having a lot of psychological maladies, and now we're basically making children science experiments. The lack of personal responsibility in America Day is stunning. It's nobody's fault. It's everybody else's fault. I did what I did because it's not fair. People, I don't get what I want in life because I'm black. Uh, My life's not as good as it is because I'm transgender. I don't get to do all the things I want to do because I'm gay. At some point, ladies and gentlemen, we got to put our big boy pants on, our big girl pants on. So this thing called personal responsibility seems to be gone. What happened to it? Where do we find it? What is it? Why is it important? For the rest of this show, we're going to go into what does personal responsibility look like? What are the benefits of it? What are some of the character traits that we need to have to develop it? So today on Like It Matters Radio, it's time to own it, people. We're talking about personal responsibility. We'll be right back. You're a work in progress. A little more. A little more. Constantly under construction. That's good. To build your productive life, you need the right tools from Mr. Black and Like It Matters Radio. A good golfer has a great caddy who shares the load and understands the course. Hire Mr. Black as your life caddy to live more fulfilling and successfully. If you want to get to the next level and beyond, both personally and professionally, sign up for Mr. Black's Immersive Leadership Awakening class. It's the most powerful, transformational two days you will ever experience. Stay in touch with Mr. Black and the change connected to him on your schedule with his daily podcast. Search Living Like It Matters wherever you get your podcasts. Walk along with Mr. Black as he goes to God's instruction manual. It's manna from the Word of God with Mr. Black's Bible teaching at wayofwarrior.blog. Build yourself up like it matters and get everything God has for you. Go to likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. Me and my wife, Lisa, would definitely recommend JTR Roofing. Hey, it's Mike from Chanhassen. The storm damage that we had was uh, golf ball size hail chunks, and it cracked some of the, the existing tiles. Putting this roof on, it, it's a little complicated. We had to take our copper gutters off that JTR helped us out on. And uh, you needed some roofers that really knew what they were doing. And we also uh, had some damage uh, on some of the sliding doors facing the lake where we live off of. And they were able to work with Marvin, and we are, we'll be putting the windows in with help from JTR on that also. JTR probably, I think what really stood out to both my wife and myself was they showed up prior to the workers starting to work every other morning just to make sure things were right. And the timing of it and the respect of the property and everything else, the workers were terrific. And, and me and my wife, Lisa, would definitely recommend JTR Roofing. Contact JTR Roofing now for your siding, roofing, and window needs. Hey, listen, are you a 50-year-old person looking for term life insurance? Then you need to talk to Bob. 
Bob specializes in helping people find a million dollars or more of term life insurance for a couple of hundred bucks a month. Look, you need to know there's a price war in the term life insurance business, and you may be paying too much. Call Bob, and he'll shop and see how much money he can save you. Look, this could be the last term life insurance policy you ever have. Your rates are guaranteed for the next 20 years. That's right, guaranteed level rates for the next 20 years. And if you're a smoker or your health is not perfect, Bob has great rates for you, too. So for a million dollars of term life insurance coverage for a couple of hundred bucks a month, Call Bob right now. 800-890-5049. 800-890-5049. 800 That's 800-890-5049. Paid for by Term Direct. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am black. And, yes, uh, if you want to change your life, if you give me 48 hours, I will give you a new lease on life. I can give you a new marriage. I can give you a new hope. I can give you a new heart, a new brain. I can do all that. It's like going to the Wizard of Oz. But you got to have some personal responsibility and say, hey, I want more of life. And go to likeitmatters.net. Uh, I will be September 21st through 23rd. I'll have a class in Dallas. I got four spots still open. We keep our classes of, uh, max at 12 people. If we can, we'd like to do that. So I got a couple spots still open. Then I'll be in uh, the Twin Cities, uh, Minneapolis, St. Paul, I think is October 16th through 18th. Uh, beginning of November, I'll be in Vegas. Uh, and then I'll finish off the year in Dallas, Fort Worth in uh, the first week in December. Go to likeitmatters.net. Uh, and you can check out the schedule and get your butt in a class. You see, this mindset of where we're at in America uh, is really messed with people. When I grew up, we took responsibility for what we did. And we know today we're victims. And see, a victim's not responsible. A victim's always at cause. It's not my fault. Uh, you know, when I was a little kid, I used to act up. My mom said I always had love for God. And when I'd act up, I'd, she said I'd go to her and say, you know, Mom, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to do that, but the devil made me do that. See, even a little five-year-old kid, I wanted to push responsibility off of myself in onto this enemy called the devil. And we all have a tendency. It's hard to own things. It's hard to speak the truth. Uh, you don't have to teach a child to lie. If they did something they know they're not supposed to, most kids will look you in the eyes and tell you a lie and say they didn't do it. They don't want to take personal responsibility. It's not something that most people do naturally. Why? Because we're sinners. The flesh is weak. Romans 3.23 says we all fall short of the glory of God. When Jesus was asked by the rich young ruler, the rich young ruler come up to him and said, oh, good rabbi, and Jesus stopped him right there and says, who is good? Only God is good. Jeremiah told us the heart is wicked. No one can even understand how wicked the heart is. Personal responsibility doesn't come by nature. Our nature is to push it away, to blame. Personal responsibility needs to be taught, parents. There needs to be consequences. There needs to be lines drawn and consequences, not because you're mean. It's called the dark side of love. If you have a standard and someone violates a standard and there's no repercussion, you have no authority. Perfect example. Look what's going on in America. Shoplifting crisis. There's a, it's a nightmare. San Francisco's destroyed. Every retailer has been there for any amount of time is gone. 
They're all leaving. Why? Because San Francisco, in order to help poor black people out, right? Because black people can't take it themselves. So what they did is they st- allowed you to steal up to $1,000. Remember, we saw pictures of people with shopping carts just going there, filling up, just walking out, no one doing anything. We see smash and grabs now where millions of dollars are taken and no one ever gets arrested. But boy, January 6th, they could find every single person that was there and three years later still hunt them all down. But you could smash and grab millions of dollars and thing. You see the majority of these people in these videos are black skin and nobody gets arrested. Nothing happens. See, the shoplifting crisis had this article, shoplifting crisis is a nightmare. For so many Americans, videos that are now accepted as simply another marker of urban decay. See, there is no standard anymore. So zero cash bail to blame for brazen smash and grab robberies in L.A., police union says. So this article by Paul Morrow of Fox News gives five reasons uh, for this nightmare that's happening in America where stores can't even now stay open. Number one, the post-Floyd criminal justice reform movement. As a rebuke to the broken Windows era policing in which an imposed sense of order was the key to preempting crime, legislators across the country have instituted new regimes that are all carrot and no stick. The result has been a sense of impunity among some violators that borders on entitlement. For instance, for instance, as even the New York Times has acknowledged, roughly one-third of all New York City shoplifting crimes are committed by a core group of just 327 perpetrators. Now, they won't tell you the skin color because it doesn't fit a good narrative. So just so you know, they're leaving out the skin color. For these perpetrators, the incentive to discontinue their current lifestyle has been removed. See, that's what it's about. There is no incentive for doing right, and there is no disincentive for doing wrong. This has be this that this behavior metastasizes. That's so cool. Can be demonstrated by a startling revelation. According to the Times, not exactly an advocate for draconian enforcement. Over ninety thousand delivery packages a day are stolen in New York City. Did you hear that? So. You put down a package, uh, they put down a package, and someone comes by and steals it. So people are just looking to screw everybody over. People are looking to steal. It's called reparations. I should be able to steal. I should be able to beat you up. Angry black people could be the white people because do you see what's going on? Number two, many crimes, they go unreported because victims feel the system won't help them. Because, again, crime isn't followed up on because if you're a certain group of people, minus white men, that you have an excuse for everything. Because everything's against you, because nobody likes you, because so now you have justification to steal, lie, pummel, rape, kill. It's all okay. There's no personal responsibility. Number three reason, many of these large shoplifting groups are now organized. Yeah, they organize. They have these things. I read about it. A hundred people show up, and they ransack everything. Cops don't even show up. Why, why would they? They can't do anything. And then nothing happens. So there's no punishment for crime. You get free stuff. You get beats and you get new Apple stuff and new shoes and gold chains. Why would you do anything? Number four, there's no avoiding the issue of race. That the videos almost always show groups of black youth gang rushing these stores has induced a cognitive distance. See, we don't want to, we want to pretend it's not true. So you don't see skin color anymore unless it's something that happened to a black person by a white person. That's the only time you ever hear race. When that black person was killed by a white cop, oh my gosh, did the left get so excited. Cognitive distance and collective silence from our media class. Clearly, this is not how the criminal justice reforms were supposed to look. 
but there's simply no response within the media's worldview that does not run the risk of enlisting the dreaded cry of racism. And never mind the more lethal results of the reforms in which young black males are the victims. That's stunning. This is about a lack of personal responsibility. You know, it's stunning. I saw this article. Uh, it was I, I don't know where it came from. I don't know if you saw this. It was a couple months back. It was an anonymous letter that was sent to several history professors at UC Berkeley. It's thought this authenticity has been confirmed by one of the professors mentioned in it, Kentucky State University Assistant Professor of Political Science Wilfred Riley, who says he was sent a copy of the letter along with Stanford University economist, uh, economist Thomas Sowell. So there's this letter. This eight-page letter, and this guy is black, and he writes this letter ripping apart the lack of personal accountability. And here's the last part. He says, and as a final point, our university and department has made multiple statements celebrating and eulogizing George Floyd. Floyd was a multiple felon who once held a pregnant black woman at gunpoint. He broke into her home with a gang of men and pointed a gun at her pregnant stomach. He terrorized the women in his community. He sired and abandoned multiple children, playing no part in their support or upbringing, failing one of the most basic tenets of decency for a human being. He was a drug addict and sometimes drug dealer, a swindler who preyed upon his honest and hardworking neighbors. And yet the regents of UC Berkeley and the historians of the UCB History Department are celebrating this violent criminal, elevating his name to virtual sainthood. A man who hurt women, women, a man who hurt black women, with a full collaboration of the UCB History Department, corporate America, most mainstream media outlets, and some of the wealthiest and most privileged opinion-shaping elites of the USA, he has become a cultural hero. Buried in a golden casket, his recognized family showered with gifts and praise, Americans are being socially pressured into kneeling for this violent, abusive misogynist. A generation of black men are being coerced into identifying with George Floyd, the absolute worst specimen of our race and species. I'm ashamed of my department. I would say that I'm ashamed of both of you, but perhaps you agree with me and are simply afraid, as I am, of the backlash of speaking the truth. It's hard to know what kneeling means when you have to kneel to keep your job. It shouldn't affect the strength of my argument above, but for the record, I write as a person of color. My family have been personally victimized by men like Floyd. We are aware of the condescending depredations of the Democratic Party against our race, the humiliating assumption that we are too stupid to do STEM, that we need special help and lowered requirements to get ahead in life, is richly familiar to us. I sometimes wonder if it wouldn't be easier to deal with open fascists who at least would be straightforward and call me a subhuman and who are unlikely to share my race. The ever-present soft bigotry of low expectations and the permanent claim that the solutions apply to my people rest exclusively on the goodwill of whites rather than our own hard work is psychologically devastating. Do you hear this? No other group in America is systemically demoralized in this way. It's alleged allies. A whole generation of black children are being taught that only by begging and weeping and screaming will they get handouts from guilt-ridden white people. No message will be more surely devastate that, uh, their futures, especially if whites run out of guilt or indeed if America runs out of whites. If this had been done to Japanese Americans or Jewish Americans or Chinese Americans, then Chinatown and Japantown would surely be no different to the roughest parts of Baltimore and East St. Louis today. The history department of UCB is now an integral institutional promulgator of a destructive and denigrating fallacy about the black race.
That's stunning. I want you to think about that. Where is all this coming from? A lack of personal responsibility. Responsibility is the state or fact of having a duty to deal with something or of having control over someone. A true leader takes responsibility. It's about owning the results, whether good or bad. It's about fixing bad results with the same integrity you started with. It's about looking out for those you affect. In this way, personal responsibility is also about leadership. And leadership is a loop. you got to flex your pecs. It's permission. It's example. And it's culture. And today, as we consider personal responsibility, we got to ask ourselves, what is the message we're sending that denies any personal responsibility? After the break, we're going to unpack it. I'm Black. Be right back. If you're confused, lost, lonely, or feel like you're living in a foreign land, you are not alone. This is Scott B. Black, host of Like It Matters Radio. It's this crisis that created Like It Matters Radio in 2015. God charged me to bring hope to the airwaves by bringing clarity to the confusion and to help guide people to function at a higher level. We bring truth therapy, and we need your help. Like It Matters Radio is now available to radio stations across this country. We need Like It Matters Radio in all 50 states, and here's what you can do to help. Please call the program manager of your local radio station. Ask them to add Like It Matters Radio to their schedule. It doesn't cost them anything and will add value to their station lineup. If you have questions, you can email me at mrblack at likeitmattersradio.com. Our nation needs to hear this message because our beloved country is rapidly deteriorating and freedom is continually being quenched. Call your local radio station today and ask them to add Like It Matters Radio. Together, we can help others live their lives like it matters. Need new windows but don't want to sit through long, high-pressure sales calls? I get it. What if I told you you could get competitive quotes from three contractors after one short meeting with me on any window brand, and it's all free? Visit My Three Quotes online. That's My Three Quotes. Hey, it's time. Time not only to be a Christian, but also live your faith with another Live It Challenge. Up next, bring your Bible to school day on October 5th. To learn more or register your children for the first time, visit bringyourbible.com. With our state's legislation permitting abortion at any stage of pregnancy, Robbinsdale Women's Center needs your help more than ever. RWC is the first step in educating women on the truth of all their options. Women receive services and resources to make an informed decision. Services include pregnancy testing and ultrasounds, along with education, practical help, and hope in Jesus Christ. A sustaining gift of $44 a month helps save a baby. Donate now at rwcinfo.org. Can your IRA stand up to the next financial crisis that our top economists are saying is at our doorsteps? By allocating a percentage of your IRA into physical gold and silver with a tax-free rollover, you can diversify and safeguard your holdings from turbulent markets and economic downturns by putting your IRA back on the gold standard. Find out how to safeguard your assets with a tax-free rollover with a Genesis Gold IRA. The only IRA that can hold physical precious metals. Call now for your free gold and silver report. Protect your IRA today with one simple phone call and learn how to qualify for up to $10,000 in free silver. Call Genesis Gold Group, empowering faith-driven stewardship. 800-504-1123. 800-504-1123. 
800-504-1123. That's 800-504-1123. Welcome back to Living Life Like It Matters. That's what you want to download. That's what you want to share. That's what you want to like. Wherever you listen to podcasts, please like us, share us, download us, please. Uh, It is a matter of life and death. People are confused. People are bitter. People are hurting. People are being lied to. And they're not being taught about personal responsibility. So what is personal responsibility? Doing what's expected of you and being accountable if you don't. What a concept. I love a meritocracy. That's why I got out of the Army. I got out of the Army because I could not be promoted within a certain amount of time. I could not be promoted with all these reasons. Why? Because they wanted to make sure that people weren't improperly promoted, that my buddy or the, the, the colonel's son-in-law wasn't promoted just because of nepotism. And so because of that, they basically took out all meritocracy. Unless you really screw up bad, um, you're never going to lose your position in the lineup. Unless the person ahead of you screws up really bad, that person will always be ahead of you. And so I never liked meritoc- I never liked the military because I want a meritocracy. In other words, if I do well, reward me. If I don't do well, punish me. That's personal responsibility. That's what I grew up in. See, you can be disengaged. You can do your job poorly and be accountable without caring about what happens. So personal responsibility is about executing your duties with integrity and caring about the results. It's about owning the results, whether good or bad. See, when I, when I do cl- deep structural psychological work, when people are sharing, I always tell them to own their own world. A lot of people talk like this. Well, you know how it is, you know, when your wife leaves you and your dad abuses you uh, and the government doesn't like you and your dog. Who's that, who's that person talking about? They're talking about themselves. But do you notice the pronoun I use? You. We. See, what we do is we take our own stuff and we push it out there and we include other people and make it philosophical. And so we don't change. See, I own my home. Well, technically the bank owns it, but I'm buying my home from the bank. So with proper permits, I can change anything about my house I want. But if I was renting my home, I couldn't do anything without the owner's permission. And see, one thing I learned a long time ago dealing with psychology is we'll never change something that we don't own. And we're so busy blaming everybody else, so busy blaming our skin color, so busy blaming the choice of who we're going to have sex with, so busy of joining what bathroom we choose to use, so busy of joining, uh, you know, uh, what sex I choose to become, so busy with all this stuff that we blame everybody else. Well, they didn't like me. It was because I'm black. It's because I'm gay. It's because I'm transgender. Because I like Trump. Because I like Biden. See, that's the problem. If everything that happens in your life is somebody else's fault, where's the control? You have none. How do you change anything? How do you take personal responsibility when you only accept responsibility for the good things that happen? I always want to ask these people that blame everything bad that happens to them on the fact that they're black. I always want to ask them, well, did the good stuff happen to you because you're black? Or is it just the bad stuff happened to you because you're black? Did you get handouts because you're black? Did you get special promotions because you're black? Did you get a get-out-of-jail-free card because you're black? 
are those things matter too? Or are you just focused? See, see, it's not balanced. We got to understand what's personal responsibility is. It's about owning the results, whether good or bad. It's about fixing bad results with the same integrity you started with. It's about looking out for those you affect. In this way, personal responsibility is also about leadership. Even those who aren't in formal positions of leadership has a sphere of influence. And within this sphere, personal responsible is about leading. Personal responsibility in a servant leadership world. The authoritarian style of leadership telling people what to do has fallen out of favor. It has been replaced by more inclusive leadership styles like servant leadership, which is actually more than just a leadership style. It's an organizational model focused on meeting individual and group needs. Servant leaders are stewards who are responsible for serving, developing, and transforming the organization and its people. Responsibility. It's about ownership. It's about accountability. It's no excuses. Those words are used interchangeably. Every parent, every teacher, every boss, every leader should know how important these are to success in relationships and in life. That's the key. And if you're not doing that, you're missing out. See, if your life is everybody else's problem, then who's running your life? See, we have to take ownership of our work. Always working to be better. That's what under construction is. Working to be a little bit better today than yesterday, a little bit better tomorrow than today. Even in the Christian walk, there's justification, there's sanctification, there's glorification. We're justified by the blood of Jesus. It's a gift. We're sanctified. In other words, all the unjust, all the unfair stuff, all the yucky stuff that happened to us, we can use it to get better, to grow, or we can just blame. That's what Romans 8, 28 means. All, all, the word's all in there. For God causes all things to work for the good, for those who love him, we're called according to his purpose. We take ownership. We own our job. When I was younger, I worked at 7-Eleven. I was employee of the month all the time. You know why? I was taught whatever job you have, you own it. There are two types of mentalities in the world, workplace world. Owner mentality, employee mentality. And by the way, it doesn't matter whether you're an owner or an employee. An owner treats it as if it's theirs. Darren Finkelstein, the accountability guy out of Australia. Here's what he said. What is personal responsibility? Can you imagine a world where you don't have to confine yourself within set rules? Often these rules are put in place for personal gains like achievements, accolades, accomplishing goals, being more conscientious, improving quality of life or more. Setting personal boundaries and rules to play by makes you constantly aware of your every action. When you're constantly analyzing your steps, you hold yourself actively responsible for your life. Why is personal responsibility so important? Because it's your life. Personal responsibility is when you take full accountability for your actions, decisions, and thoughts, and more. When you hold yourself responsible, it leaves little room to blame games, and you develop better control of your life. Listen, the worst thing that happened is you become better. There's a spirit of offense that's running this country right now. Jesus was accused of many things, and he, the only people he was ever offended by were religious people. 
We need to get back to a time of personal responsibility. This country was built great, and now things of personal responsibility are called dog whistles. They're called racist statements, hard work. You know, AOC said to pick yourself up by your bootstraps. It's impossible. You can't do it. But I grew up that way. Every morning in Africa, a lion wakes up. It must outrun the, the slowest gazelle or fastest gazelle or it will starve. Every morning in Africa, gazelle it wakes up. Gazelle wakes up. It must outrun the, the fastest lion or it will die. I don't care if you're a lion or a gazelle. When the sun comes up, you better be running. I live my life that way. Personal responsibility. Why? Because sometimes no choice is better than choice. So three simple steps to how to attain personal responsibility. Number one, stop blaming others. I call it own your world. You can learn to become personally responsible by first understanding that your actions and their consequences are solely your own. Quit blaming everybody else. No one else or any other external factors are to blame for them. Stop looking for people to blame. Own your world. Number two, learn to not take things personally. There's a spirit of offense that's running this world. Quit it. Quit being so easily offended. I see husbands and wives where the husband says anything. Wife's offended by everything. Stop it. Life can be unfair and difficult to live. Quit blaming people. Quit taking things so personal. Believe it or not, people don't think about you as much as you think they do. People are in their own world doing their own thing. Quit being offended. Let it go. Have some empathy. Have some understanding. Form good habits. Have reasonable expectations. Be introspective. Look inside. Clear visions, three questions. Where am I now? Where am I going? What will it take to get there and how long? See, these are what's not being taught anymore. This is why you need to go to likeitmatters.net. This is why you need to be on this daily radio show at likeitmattersradio.com because I'm teaching you how your mind works. I'm teaching you how the body releases chemicals, how it moves and how it creates experience. And I'm teaching you the spiritual things that you need to know to be that great role model, to be that great leader for those kids, for the spouses, for those people that choose to follow you. What's missing in our families today is personal responsibility. What's missing in our civic world today is personal responsibility. What's missing in our psychology? Personal responsibility. Why do I do what I do? To teach people how to live their lives like they matter. And part of that is learning to take personal responsibility. I am Black reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does. If you trade stocks, then you know avoiding pitfalls is the biggest challenge for both new and experienced investors. Vantage Point's dual-patented artificial intelligence provides a powerful solution to this problem by offering predictive accuracy, emotional neutrality, and diverse market forecasts for today's active traders. Vantage Point's AI analyzes billions of data points in seconds, so you get highly accurate predicted market conditions for the next trading day. Take the emotion out of your trading. Text the word money to 813-813. 
Navigate the financial markets with confidence using AI. Text M-O-N-E-Y to 813-813 right now to learn more for free. Text MONEY to 813-813 to experience the benefits of AI in your trading. Trading involves financial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Past results do not guarantee future performance. By texting, you agree to the terms available at VantagePointSoftware.com and consent to receive calls and texts using automated technology about offers or info by or on behalf of VantagePoint. Your consent is not a condition to purchase and can be revoked at any time. Message and data rates may apply. Text the word MONEY to 813-813. Ringing Liberty. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.